the Saturday before Father's Day and we are the Libertarian Moms. And while we've all bought the cards and the candy and the flowers and the spa gift cards for our husbands, <laughs> we're not talking to them tonight. We're going to talk to them tomorrow. Instead, tonight we have two other dads who are here to special to be part of our special Father's Day episode. So you know what? Let's do it. We're the Libertarian Moms. This is Parenting Porcupines. You guys can get the show notes out on the blog. It's parentingporcupines.com, and they're already up and ready to go. Uh, we're welcoming into the studio. Of course, you know Jess, you know Melissa, you know me, I'm Casey. Uh, but we also have with us a, a, a frequent flyer around here, actually. Casey's been with us. <laughs> Crow, the chair of the Lexington County Libertarian, Libertarian Party here in South Carolina. Hi, Casey. Hello. <laughs> and new to the show, so all of our pre-stuff uh, instructional blah, 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 before we came online was for you, Jason. That was for your benefit, all right? <laughs> um, but Jason's a podcaster in his own right uh, with the Muddy Waters Media. So welcome, Jason. Thanks for coming and spending time with us on Parenting hey. Podcasts. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to be here, and I'm so excited. Let's jump in with this topic of dadship. So I, first, I want to talk about the traditional roles, moms and dads in the house. And we want to put our um, this message out first, right? First and foremost, we understand that while Jessica and I and Melissa have these traditional, so-called traditional families where we have uh, a, a male husband, a female you know, wife and, and parent, uh, we understand that that's not the, the makeup of other families, right? And other Father's Day is collect calls to your dad. So um, I will. So we anyway, so we thought we'd highlight uh, specifically our dads today. Let's talk traditional roles. So Jess, what do you think in your family? What do those traditional roles look like? Are, are you dividing up domestic work and childcare? What does it look like at your house? Um, yeah, I, I, I would say we we divide it up pretty well. Um, I work from home. And so, and I have a probably a bit more demanding job than my husband does. Um, I still manage all, like our calendar and all of that stuff, but he is really good about just diving in when he knows that I'm overwhelmed or just on a normal day. He's very active. Um, he's, I, I do travel sometimes for work. So he's the one that takes care of the kids because he's the other half of this equation. So he should. Um <laughs> It's not babysitting when they're your own kids and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so we're not, you know, we are, we are a, tradi a traditional family in that we have, you know, a husband and a wife and kids and a picket fence. Um, but <laughs> four animals, we could talk about the animals at some point too. Um, but, Lee flops me out of this. Lee yeah, flops me out of this. Um, uh, Casey, but, what about you? Do, do you guys do that too? Do you divide things up relatively evenly between you? Well, that's the funny thing. We were just talking about this uh, tonight is that um, my wife and I have historically kind of rejected the complementarian Southern traditional like wife stays at home, raises the kids, dad goes to work, that kind of thing. And it could be we were like, we're just going to do what works for us and we don't have to fall into that traditional role. And we wound up falling into that traditional role. So we, before we had Charlie, we decided that we were going to be a single income family and that she was going to be a stay at home mom. And so that's, that's how it's, it's happened. And so um, she's historically been the homemaker and stuff because I've been out at work. And now that I'm working from home, um, it's a little easier for me to, to pitch in get involved in that stuff during the day. Like when I have a break or a few minutes, you know, that kind of thing. So, and in the evenings, I don't have a, 
hour long commute home and all that. So um, it's enabled me to be, to, to ease up on, you know, on, on her burden as well. So. Yeah, that commute makes a difference. And I think that's a key, a key statement. So I'm going to throw that to Melissa, the ease up on her burden statement. <laughs> uh, what's it like for Melissa and Brian? Is it easy for Brian to jump in the mix and pitch in or does Brian tend to stick to his specific swim lanes? No, he, <laughs> he sees me losing my, my mind and will absolutely jump in. He does bedtimes. He does bath. He cooks half the time. But I'm, I am the one home with the kids because I want to be. I work mm -hmm. from home part time yeah. because I wanted to. And so he makes that work for me, which is awesome. But so I do the majority of the house stuff. But right. that comes with being home. <laughs> you one would think, I right? Think from a residential perspective, like I simply am here, here. therefore it falls to me, right? Yes. What about you, Jason? What does your house look like? Do you guys? <laughs> I, care, I care more. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say the bus just took Brian down, but it might have. <laughs> Jason, what about you? Is your house have more traditional setup or do you guys have some non-traditional things happening? It's, it's traditional in a very non-traditional way. Uh, I would say, um, I, I, I definitely put more hours into into the the nine to five, if you will. Um, I've worked two two jobs basically right now, where you know one job I'm working fifty to sixty hours a week, the other job I'm putting in another uh, ten to twenty hours a week. So she really is, despite being working from home, she really is taking care of the kids day in and day out. But she's also occasionally she's the breadwinner as well. Like so, she she's my superwoman and. Um, I'm sure everyone is everyone who's watching the show is familiar with some of her work. Um, she's she's a superstar in literally everything that she does, and and um, I couldn't be more grateful for her. I don't know how she does it. Like I, my my goal, my aspiration is to be half the person that she is, and and you know that'd be the greatest thing I could ever do. Um, but she she's able to to. I mean, she handles even the finances, and I feel like that's that's one thing that really stands out from us being a non traditional family um or getting out of those traditional roles because she's she's the one taking taking that burden on and she's like all right here's your five dollar allowance for the week and i'm like <laughs> well no, how am look, i supposed to, i can't that, go to the dollar menu with this <laughs> that's the perfect segue because i want to ask about that so we have charlie and i are both equally um grossly financially irresponsible. And so instead of one of the two of us like taking the burden for the other, we just like power it up like wonder twins together. And we have like weekly meetings where we sit down and we go through our budget and this is our finances and what bills are getting paid and where's the money coming from and stuff like that. And we've been doing that. We've been married 20 years. We've been doing that for about 18 of them um, because, you know, once you get married, you're like, well, you'll do pay the bills. No, you'll pay the bills. No, you'll pay the bills. Right. <laughs> um, and then, oh my God. And, and when we were like, when we first got married, we were pretty broke right like we're right out of college we're waiting tables you know and if i was the only one staying awake all night worried about paying bills i got mad and i don't i don't want that to be the case right so instead it was like hey if i'm suffering you're suffering if i'm gonna stay awake all night you're gonna stay awake all night so anyway all that to say um if is that is it split that way in your house is there one person who's got that purse strings responsibility that financial thing or is it a, is it a pair i don't know let's go to let's go to jess first we'll do that same rotation as before jess I handle all of our finances. Yeah. Casey, uh, what about you guys? Uh, yeah, definitely. That's all me. Um, and I am, 
uh, meticulous about it. That's one of the things that that's like my uh, that's my area. That's my the, jam. Yeah, that's my jam. Is, so. is that you too, Melissa? You do it all it for is. your family too? Yeah. Okay. And, we, and then well, Jason he agrees. We sit down and we talk about it, but right. but yeah. execution wise, that's my job. I yeah. make sure the budget's made. I make sure the bills are paid. I handle all that, but he agrees to it. I sit down and say, here's what we're doing. Yay yep. or nay. <laughs> so Jess, do you put your man, do you put Michael on a budget too? Like, does he have his, his allowance? Like Jason said, he has his. Um, no, no, not. I mean, we used to have that. We don't anymore. Um, just because we've gotten to a point where we have a little more financial freedom, but we do have this policy. It's not really a rule, but it, and it's not, I don't really want to say it's something that we ever like set or discuss, but it's kind of an unspoken thing. Like if somebody's going to spend more than a hundred dollars, we do a check-in like just to make sure that there's nothing Absolutely. like that's out there. I'm not messing up a yeah. different bill. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, and that's continued, but mm -hmm. no, we don't like do allowances. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm kind of chuckling when I joke about Jason's allowance and I don't mean to make fun. That's, that's not in any way. The reason I'm saying that is like, we don't have, we have a, the joint account, right? But then we each have our own and we put the same amount into the joint account, right? And so we have the family budget there, but like he's got no idea what I'm doing with my money on my side and vice versa. And so because we're both, because we, we're dual earning income, right? Um, and so, so I was kind of- the same thing, but backwards. All our money goes into the joint account and then weekly we each take out the same amount into our yeah. accounts. Oh, okay. We dump That's it all have and then take out some. So, and I can already, I can that. already hear Kelsey getting upset by my comments <laughs> in the past. It's not actually like five dollars. <laughs> we we recover things very well. Um, and and the the whole reason why she took over this and and to give this into the context is because I am I like Casey. I was very meticulous as to how money was being allocated, and I was like, well, I got this debt. Everything's going to that debt. And I'm like, here's your allowance. Here's two nickels. I've got one nickel. We could make it. Hopefully, get food on that because that's all you're getting. And um, right. it it it's one of those things that she's a little more giving than I am on that, and so we're able to have a little more happiness through through her doing it. Uh, she yeah. wants to create memories with that money. I just want to buy burritos. Which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, feels like a perfectly good allocation I mean, of funds. I got balance. It's good balance right there. <laughs> so I like the idea of thinking about how do we balance this kind of stuff out um, and let's let's take it from the finances to the kids. Right. So you guys mentioned being able to jump in, pitch in, take care, jump in this kid stuff. Is one of you a particular traditionally disciplinarian and the other one is a cuddler? Is one are you both equally that? I mean, uh, where do you stand as far as because this is, of course, the Father's Day special. So let's uh, go to Casey. Is is there that kind of distinction too, or do you guys have equal roles as far as how you handle Charlie? Um, I think I'm I'm more strict than she is, um, but you know he's so he's six, and she's spent 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year with him. You know, um, and while well, I've been at work um, for his whole life, other than this last year. So they have a tighter bond and she knows him better than I do, you know, which is just, just the reality of, of, you know, working and stuff. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, I don't care, you know, and she's like, you know, no, no, no. And the, and the other time it's the other way where I'm like, absolutely not. And she's like, I don't see the problem. So 
really what ends up happening is on things that are that are big. Um, and I've I've I didn't have, you know, my dad um, growing up in my life until I was eight. I had a stepdad when I was eight um, and he and I didn't we weren't close. And so um, responding to um, like situations, family situations and stuff like I'm feeling that out. I'm trying to figure that out, you know. And my nature, especially being in the military and stuff, and is just like, lay down the law, and this is how it's going to be, you know? And then I realized, like, he's six, so chill out a little bit. So anyway, we we kind of both come together when it's a decision, like a major decision that has to be made or whatever. Like, okay, new policy, you know, mom and I figure it out or whatever. And we kind of agree, and we both, like, make our cases, and, and we come to an agreement, whatever that is. But that's what we go with. And... If she says something, I back her up 100%. And if I say something, the other thing is too. So sometimes I'll be like, that's it. No Minecraft tomorrow, you know, for the whole day. And then she's like, daddy said no Minecraft tomorrow. So that's yeah. right. you know, even if she would be but like. She gives, she gives you that look. You know she's talking to you later about it. Right. <laughs> Where she's like, what am I supposed to do with him we'll all day if he can't face. play Minecraft? Yep. Like, you realize that means I have to entertain too, But I'm going to back you off the part of the kids. Well, later, later on, she would be like, I probably would have been like maybe just taking an hour away. But, that. Yes. You know, but it's like. How can the, we do this better next time? <laughs> the point of it though is that we we both you know when it when it the, as the stakes go up, we forfeit our autonomy, you know what I mean in decision making on you know you guys are talking about finances we're the same way, like we don't spend over like twenty bucks without talking about the other person not because we've made a rule but just because we that's how you give and take and so right. it's the same thing with with making parenting decisions and stuff like that is as the stakes get higher, then we then we start collaborating more you know. So, well, I think that's that, that mutual respect piece, right? So, Jason, right. what about in your house in, in terms of traditional parent roles and how you guys relate to the kids? Yeah. So, Kelsey's once again, she's the superwoman in this, and she's been able to really. Um, so, I've got an 11 year old, uh, Caitlin, and I've got a two year old, or about to be two year old, uh, this next month, um, Kiara. And, uh, you know, she's, she's super mom. And so she's been able to build a really tight bond despite not being Caitlin's birth mother, but just over the, over the past couple of years of, of Caitlin living with us full time, of being able to really develop a, a good, strong bond with her. And so she's really got that emotional tie to her. And so she understands like her triggers and all, all the little ticks and everything else that she goes through. And, and so she's able to really help cope with some of that stuff without, without getting into disciplinaries. And then uh, of course, you know, it's one of those, after first or second conversation, maybe even getting into the third conversation is like, do you, do you want daddy to find out about this? And, you know, <laughs> she's on the straight and narrow because um, we have a, a quote in my house, a, a tagline, if you will, that's called a daddy talk. And uh, so <clears throat> I can bore her to death by talking to her for 30, 40 minutes. You know, I'm 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 a principled libertarian, so I can pontificate for hours <laughs> over anything, <laughs> and and yeah. you know, explaining to her of exactly what she had done, what other outcomes could have been, what other decisions she could have made, why it is that the decision that she made, why it's a bad one, and and we talk about a reward system. Every every conversation we have, whenever you make a decision, you get rewarded. Is it a good reward or is it a bad reward? Is it a reward you want or is it the reward that you absolutely hate? 
but either way it comes, you have to, to, to step to the plate and take it. Um, and so in that way, I've been able to, to get through, um, and really help, um, help the children, specifically Caitlin, the older one, um, get through a lot of the, the developmental things without ever having to like, you know, without ever having to spank her, without ever actually having to, to, to do anything crazy. And, and I mean, there's been situations where we've taken things away from her for a week, for two weeks, a month. Um, but for a lot of this, it's, it's those darn daddy talks. <laughs> so it's like, you want a daddy talk? Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing this right now. I'm going to go clean my room. Sorry. <laughs> I am fully in compliance, dad. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had that in my house growing up too. And I guess that uh, kind of begs the question. I want to jump back to Jess and Melissa about this, whether or not the model in your home is the one that you grew up with, the way that you and your um, spouse interact, your husband interact and how you guys treat the kids. Is that similar to how you came up, how you were raised or is it different? And, and if it is different, was that a, an intentional choice? Jessica. It is different. Um, my dad was a truck driver. So he was gone. Like he, and he wasn't a long distance truck driver, but so he worked long hours. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the same. I don't, I'm not going to go into it. Okay. No, that's, <laughs> okay. that's fine. But no, that's fine. it is, it is completely different. It is completely different. And that was a purposeful choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa, what about you? Does it look the same or is it different? It's this it's this is pretty familiar. <laughs> I married my father. I really did. Every year it is clearer and clearer to me that I have married my father. And I mean, I love my dad. That's great. I love my husband. But yeah, it's it's very similar to how I grew up. All right. Mine is very, yeah, well, <laughs> mine, mine's very different. And Charlie's is very different from his family too. And that was intentional. We, it, we absolutely were intentional about that from the beginning when we started our relationship, like here's exactly what we want it to look like. And it's probably going to be the complete opposite of what we witnessed growing up. Casey, what about you? Is it the same or is it different than you're growing up? Uh, I guess, well, much. hang on real quick. Let me add this piece because now we're talking to the dads. I think it's important to find out if you had a model for that fatherhood. And you mentioned before that you're figuring it out on your own. And so I, that sounds to me like an intentional choice. So that's kind of why I'm asking about this. Is like, is it the same or different? Yeah. Um, my, my parents split when I was two months old. So it was just me and my mom until I was eight. Um, when she met my stepdad and then they kind of moved in together a couple years after that and that kind of thing. So, um, uh, and he and I weren't super close. I mean, there were times, but um, it, it, so it, it's intentional the way things are different um, it, from my perspective in that my dad was not around, you know, uh, my, my biological dad. Um, and so, and my stepdad, the way he handled things, he was really strict at times and, and stuff like that. And so we're kind of going with, um, you know, a more, like relaxed kind of thing and, and give Charlie a lot more leeway and that kind of stuff. And so with, but Heather's parents are our model parents. I mean, they're amazing, amazing humans. They're amazing parents. And, and they were involved in her life through, and they still are, we still see them. We're still close and all that stuff. So not as different for her other than being a little bit less traditional, you know, um, very different for me. So this, we're kind of like cobbling our best, our best ideas right together to, yeah, 
So good. Yeah. Best, best of practices, right? What about you, Jason? Is it brand new, totally different, or is it like you had a great model ahead of you and you're following in the footsteps? It's really a, a strong mix um, in, in from my parents' side. And so the reason for that was my father served 20 years in the Air Force, got out of that, and then served another 14 in the Army as a, a civilian contractor. So um, he put his time in, and his a lot of his time was over in the, the sandbox, if you will, you know, over in the Middle East. And so, uh, so through that, being somebody who's home every night, you know, I have, I, I had a different role in the family, um, where my mother, you know, during those deployments, during those six months, eight months, year long deployments, she would, um, she would be the father and the mother. Um, and so understanding that we had to change some of those dynamics was, was very vital and important that, you know, I need to be home every night. I need to be there for the kids. Um, that, you know, we're in a marriage. And so it's not, it's not, she's married to herself. I'm not married to myself. It's we're married together. And so, uh, having that cooperation and we sat, we've sat down and had some, I mean, once again, pontificating on <laughs> these long conversations over, you know, what traits we really liked from our own parents, um, and, and figuring out what we should be adapting, what we should be, um, steering clear of, um, you know, kind of that, that what did we like about growing up and not just did we like it, but did it steer us in the right direction to be successful in the future? And so we want to make sure that we're, um, you know, I tell my daughter every time that we talk about school, she's, she, she came from, from getting mediocre grades and now she's getting straight A's. She's going to a charter school next year. That's going to through middle school all the way to through high school. And, and so I talked to her and I'm like, you know, it's not just important to try to do your best, but it's also important to look back on your past to figure out what you can do to, to be better for yourself, but also to teach others through your through your failures. And so that's something that um, I had never got to witness my parents going through that process. So I don't know if they did. I mean, I saw over the years, we saw some development. So if, whether it was natural or it was actually planned out, we, we, we see that development. And, and so, um, so there's there, there's some stuff that we brought in, some stuff that we were like, no, 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 let let's do better than that. I think that's about the right mix, right, Jess? Like where you pull in the things that you think worked really well for you that you think might work moving forward. So you're not having to reinvent the wheel. And yet there's this opportunity to do things a little bit better and a little bit differently. And so give this other thing a try. We talked about uh, being the meanest mom in the neighborhood. And we talked about uh, organizing rules at our house and like, who's the person that maintains the rules and keeps up with the rules and that sort of thing. That was one of our episodes in season two. Yeah, we'll just both point at Jessica. Oh, wait, wait I got to go the other way. It's Jessica. <laughs> it's, it's Jessica. Um, <laughs> she wins. Uh, but when, so if you think about Jessica, you're, what you expect from Michael, what you expect the dad to look like to your boys, to your kids, um, are you, I don't know like the right way to ask this, but like besides, of course, the massage gift card that you've already purchased for him and, and left in his card for tomorrow. <laughs> Um, is there, is, I guess my question is like, how do you, um, how do you brag about that? How do you reward that? How do you talk to him about how you, cause let me, and let me give this a little bit of context too. So last night, Holly had a swim meet. 
She had a lot of anxiety. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to race. She didn't want to compete. I am a stroke and turn judge. So I was on the deck. I was actually working the meet. And um, so I, I'm not there to be with her between her races and all that. And Charlie sat with her the entire time, side by side, talking to her, you know, keeping her mind off of the anxiety, like helping her get through it, helping her get ready for the race, you know, made sure she had her cap on, got her up there to the course. It was time. Like they had this whole time together last night for like three hours where he was basically a coach for her um, and a friend and, and somebody that was really helping her do what she needed to do to have her best performance. She got two first places and a third um, last night. So she had a fantastic meet. And a lot of that is because dad was there. Dad was in that role. Um, so I'm super proud of that. I'm bragging now on our live stream about how amazing that was. Um, and so I would ask you like Jessica and Melissa, as you think about your husbands and how they jump in in that way, are there times where you have that same sort of thought where you're like, man, this is, you're, you're stepping up a game that I didn't even have to ask or I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think my best example of that was, um, and I think I've mentioned it on prior episodes, but I had to travel to India for work. Um, and if you've never been to India, it takes like 16 hours to get there. Yeah. So when you go, you don't go for a long weekend. So, um, <laughs> I was there for two weeks and Michael took care of everything while I was gone. Um, and so he's really good about jumping in because I have my hands on everything. I am highly organized, highly efficient, probably a control freak. Um, <laughs> I don't feel so convicted at all. He, you know, but he kind of lets me have that. He's like, she's got this. And when she needs me, she'll let me know. You know, that's kind of his, yeah. his standard operating procedure is I'm going to let her do what she's going to do. And she's going to tell me where I need to be and what I need to be doing. Um, but he's also very good at like, he has this intuition so he can see when I'm getting overwhelmed or when I'm getting burned out and he'll just step in. Like he'll take the kids camping for a weekend so I can have a weekend by myself or, you know, he might get the kids out of the house for the afternoon. He's also really good about, um, cause Jackson is from a previous relationship. Like Jason, um, I have a child from, you know, it's Michael's not his biological father. Um, but he has, always made it a point to be a good example for Jackson and treat him the same as he treats Caldwell. And he's always been respectful to Jackson's father. He's always been respectful to that family. And he's made an effort to, you know, be um, <clears throat> supportive and kind and respectful so that he can model that behavior for Jackson. So he's, um, he's pretty special, even though he's not, you know, the, the traditional dad figure type thing that he's got his own like really cool dad qualities that make him, I think, stand apart. He's rocking it. Yeah. Melissa, do you have to ask or does Brian jump in? Does he see that meter in the same way that Michael sees Jessica's going up? You said you saw that you'll see when you're going crazy. <laughs> yes. He is usually pretty tuned into if, if mommy's okay or not. And, and you can see it coming when mom's not okay. But my husband's biggest cheerleader is not me. It is my grandmother. My grandmother, she's 80 years old. I love this woman. She thinks my husband is just God's gift to everybody. Because he washes dishes. He cooks dinners. He does the laundry. He does bath time. He puts kids to it. absolutely blows 
her mind mm -hmm. that my husband is this involved in day-to-day -day life because mm -hmm. she's 80. My grandfather was 18 years older than her and he didn't, that was, mm -hmm. no, he'd work all day, come home and ask, or he'd sit at home all day. She'd get home from work. He'd say, what's for dinner? You know, he, there was no concept of, you know, you have responsibilities too. Right. But mm -hmm. yeah, so my husband blows her mind and she brags on him all the time. <laughs> yeah. We, we get those compliments from my mother-in-law about like Charlie, Charlie does all the cooking in our house and he does most of the grocery shopping. So he'll go, he'll do the grocery shopping, he'll come back, he'll cook dinner and then oh, I'll go well. in and clean up. It, he doesn't even have to ask me. Like, of course I'm going to go in there and clean up all the dishes and wash everything and put everything away. Right. Um, we all do our own laundry. Everybody in the house does their own laundry, but mm -hmm. we take turns doing like the family laundry, towels and sheets and that kind of thing. Right. These kinds of the way we share those domestic activities, my mother-in-law comments on that as well, where yeah. she'll just be like blown away by how it's, it seems to be so like evenly parsed out. We Jason, do that in about, our house too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's different. I think it's our generation and the millennial. Some of you guys are millennials, but I think it's Gen Xers and millennials have this concept of like, we can't do it all. Yeah. I, know, I know Jason's wife's a rock star and she can do it all, but the rest of us can't. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us simply cannot. So, <laughs> um, but Jason, what's it? I mean, is it, do you have a sense that like maybe you're doing it better than the guys that you see around you? Or do you have a sense that like, um, is it different? I, I guess that's my like, give us that, that just like guy to guy. now. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm, For I'm, me, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a struggle because I'm, I do have a, a sense of what, what Kelsey has and Kelsey is that perfectionist. She's, she knocks it all out of the park and she just keeps on going. She keeps chugging along and, and she, she's constantly like checking herself to see how she can do things better, more efficiently, more effective and, and get the, the desired goal in a quicker way. And so for me, like I am that, but to another degree to where, um, I don't think I can actually reflect on my own actions accurately. I, I, I've always been very hard on myself. And, and so, um, I, I guess on this one, I'm going to have to lean on to Kelsey as being the expert on this one. And, and she's, there's sometimes where I'm slipping and, you know, I'm just drained from work, you know, working 14, 15 hours a day. And, and it's like, can I eat dinner and go to bed? Like, <laughs> so there's, there's days like that where, you know, it, it's understandable for me to be in such a, a mental drain and such a, a physical drain. Um, not to mention all of the, the big situations we've gone through where, you know, my wife went through, uh, she gave childbirth to our, my youngest Kiara. Then the next month she had heart surgery. And then two months later she had open heart surgery. And so, I mean, I had to, to step into that and she was, I mean, her heart was so full from just me stepping up and, and taking care of it all. So, I mean, she still talks about that occasionally. It makes me feel good. But, um, you know, so so when it's a serious situation like that, like I'm able to step in. And so she's really excited about that. And there's been times where, you know, last November I had back surgery. So I, you could have caught me on the bed any at any moment and I'm sitting there watching Netflix. Like there was no, no participation on my end. And so we had, we're able to, to give that push and pull. And it, it's it's a fantastic dynamic. Um, am I better than other people? I, I see myself as strictly average. Um, I think that there's situations where I'm going to handle these situations a lot better than others. Um, I'm constantly like checking myself on my my anger. You know, like um, 
a little bit like what Casey was saying, where it's like, no, it's the whole day. No Minecraft. No, no, no. You know, like there's, there's, there's days where I've, I've lost my temper and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go in there and she's not, she's going to remember this daddy talk for, for a very long time, you know, or, you know, even, even having in that moment where it's like, Oh, you know, it's time for, for an ass whooping even, you know, yeah. and, and to be able to, to, to give myself that check and then see Kelsey sitting over there at the corner, like you, yeah, go check yourself. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah. you got it. you right, you right, girl. <laughs> so, we had to have that calming influence from the other one. When Holly yeah, was so about, when Holly's about, when Holly was about four years old, we were we had to put our house on the market in the upstate. We were moving down here, and um, one Sunday morning, we wake up and Charlie and I are just in our bedroom, just like watching TV and stuff. And she's playing in the living room, and she's not far. I mean, it's like from here to the to the wall, right? Like it's not that far from us. But we were just doing our own thing. She's kind of doing her own thing, sort of keeping an eye on her. And at one point, she comes in and she like kind of beckons me to go with her. And I end up in the living room where she had been watching, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or whatever. And she's taking a marker and she's colored all over the carpet all over the carpet. And I was like, Oh, Holly, this is not good. And she goes, yeah, like she kind of knows, right? She's, like, she's, she's kind of aware that like what she's done is not okay. And so Charlie comes walking in and he goes, and it's like the breath catches and he's about to just like completely lose his mind. He goes, I'll be back. And he just turns around and leaves the room and I go, okay, baby, well, why don't you and I work on getting this cleaned up, right? And so we're like, we're cleaning and all that. And about 10 minutes later, Charlie goes back and he goes, how can I help get this cleaned up? You know what I mean? And it's, and it's that, you know, I think that at our, at our age, right, all starting to figure out what is effective and what's not. And being that emotional basket case where we like come unglued and, and lose our nonsense was just not the right way for us to treat Holly, for us to handle that situation. And I think that um, that was partly we were a little older parents, you know, we were in our thirties when we had yeah. Holly. So yeah. What, yeah. Um, what, what do you think case, if you think about the, uh, the guys that you see around you that are running their domestic relationships, do you, have and I guess I'm asking guys this because women do this all the time. We like we we see these other moms doing their thing and we're like, God, I would not handle it that way. <laughs> we're like, oh Lord, I you know what I mean? Um, my mind. I, I don't know if dads do that. Like I don't know if dads pay attention to how other dads interact with their kids or or how other dads do it. But what do you think, Case? Where where do you stand? Yeah. Do you guys have this pressure to just? No, I mean I don't. Um, I'm, I really focus only on myself and being better than what I had. And, um, you know, if, if like 50% of parenting, in my opinion, is showing up, right. Just being there. And the other half is, is trying to, and I, I'm stealing this from Brent DeRitter. He said this the other day about his daughter. He's like, my job is to make sure that when, as you grow up, the mistakes that you make aren't ones that are permanent that you can't recover from, right? Because right. we all make mistakes. I mean, I'm 41 years old. I still make mistakes all the time. And so my job really is trying to help my son um, avoid the mistakes he can't recover from and help him recover from the ones he can. And um, and so I don't, the the times that I notice other dads really is, is, when I see guys that I know um, like on Facebook or something, they've like taken their son out for fishing or they've, you know, there's, Hey, we're out doing this thing or like, like getting involved in that kind of thing. And I just will drop a little line and say, good job, dad. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, cause I was really close with my dad. Um, he's, he's gone now, but you know, I didn't, I didn't live with him. And so I only spent summers and winter with him, you know, like on vacations 
but the time I was there, he was at work. So I didn't, you know, and he and I were really close when we were together. I'm his oldest, you know? And so, um, I want that for my son that, that we're close only I'm actually in the house too. And I figure if I can get that taken care of what, you know what I mean? Then I'm, I'm on the right track. Um, so yeah, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is I don't compare myself to other dads. Really. I just, when I see other dads doing good dad things, right. Whatever it happens to be, I just try to make mention of it because I think that dads need that encouragement. Um, I think a lot of dads aren't as involved as probably they could be for whatever reason, maybe, you know, maybe they got busy, they're busy, they got work and all that other stuff. But, you know, I, I know what it's like to grow up with an absent father. And what I don't want is my son to have an absent father who lives with him. Right. So, yeah. Well said. That's really well said. So this is a libertarian mom's podcast. So we're going to go real quick, rapid fire here at the last four minutes or so of the show. What's the libertarian principle that is in your house, right? That you are guys are putting into practice that matches up, you know, are, are your kids aware of you being libertarians? Are your kids in on this libertarian conversation? Um, just, uh, I'm kind of monologuing here for a second to give you a second to think about the one that you want to bring up, but uh, what's, what's that thing that is a, a libertarian thing that you guys are acting out every day in your house. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I've got jump in I've there, Jason. One that um, it, it, it's a cute story. Um, so I'm I'm one of those dirty capitalists that I believe in in creating your own goods and services to sell to other people and and doing everything that you can and and finding any means of being successful and and so from that um i've kind of inspired or influenced my daughter to 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 not let barriers stand in the way of your own success you know find ways around them and and so this last year um just before summer uh, yeah uh during COVID actually no no it was the year before COVID. let me fix that um so just before COVID, the year before COVID, during summer she was like I want to go do some stuff. She was like, I want to go to Frankie's fun park. I'm going to go have fun. I said, that's fantastic. Let's do this. You want to go do this? We need to go make money. So how do you want to make money? She's like, I can sell lemonade. I was like, that's a fantastic idea. Um, do you have a permit? <laughs> she's like, what's a permit? And I said, well, and so we got to talk about some of the barriers that we all face in order to be successful in our lives. And so, this is one of those things where it's like, you should be able to have your own rights and be able to own your own stuff. If you buy a lemon, you should be able to sell it to other people if you want to. Um, but we have to be able to understand that just because it's right doesn't mean that it's legal. And, and so we talk about how to work within a system that doesn't work in your favor to, to be able to find those successes. And we, we use that not just in, in currently in entrepreneurship, but literally in every aspect of our lives of you can't let the barriers stand in your way. You got to find success and you can't let anyone tell you no. It's good stuff. It's a great lesson. All right. Who's next? The libertarian thing that's living and breathing in your house. My kids love to tell people that taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it is one of their favorite but my favorite, like my favorite story is um, Caldwell had, they did like the social studies thing, I guess not this past school year, maybe the one before. Yeah. Um, and he came home with homework and it was, he had to write two, two or three facts about these three things. And it was democracy, um, 
democracy, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is what he put. Democracy, taxation is theft. U.S. Constitution, taxation is theft. <laughs> Bill of Rights, am I being detained? <laughs> <laughs> and he brought it to me and he was like, Mom, do you want to check this? He was in second grade. I was like, no, babe, you're good. Turn it in. Turn it in. If I can oh. add on to that real quick, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. So my daughter, she was learning about the Confederacy last year. And the articles of confederation and everything else. And so a part of the assignment was what were some of the issues with the the you know the government there? And of course, from the reading, it said, you know, that they couldn't actually find a way of, ta of taxing the people. And she's also an advocate of saying taxation is theft. And so she said she wrote that out. She was like, well, they had no way of taxing the people. And she said in parentheses, but that's not really an issue because it's just theft. And <laughs> I love it. Well, and another Excellent. thing, Caldwell likes to talk about qualified immunity. And mm -hmm. he's actually pretty educated on it because he had a conversation with Spike one time and apparently Spike <laughs> taught him everything he needed to know about qualified immunity. So now my nine-year-old likes to talk about that. Um, good Spike. job, Spike. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Lord, don't get me started on Holly and Spike Cohen because yeah. as soon as she found Spike on Twitter, like she's she's done for. You guys were there when we met him at the State House and she's yeah. just like, will you, can I, with your autograph? Mate? Like she's He's like a celebrity to her. She just thinks he's fantastic. Don't even get me started. Casey, what's the libertarian principle that's living in your house? I would say, I think the biggest one, my son's only six, so I, he doesn't, um, we say that I'm going to go do Libertarian Party stuff, but he doesn't, I haven't really explained what that is to him. Really, I'm, I'm teaching him the concepts of um, consent and body autonomy. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the, the one that's, that's most prevalent in our house. That um, uh, We don't spend a lot of time with um, other people and stuff like that, family members and stuff. Our social circle is not really large at this point, especially with COVID and all that stuff with, at his age. But we're getting to that point where families are starting to get back together and all that stuff. And our families are not, we don't have questionable people, but as he gets older, he's going to be around people that might want to like give him a hug or something like that. And, you know, we've taught him that like, um, and even little stuff like um, tickling and stuff like that, you know, like parents like tickle their kids. No means no. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so we've taught him that when he doesn't want to do, doesn't like something, he can say, no, thank you. It's my body. Right. And so um, we're teaching him how to distinguish between and people that even are family members, like just because they're a family member doesn't mean they get to go into the bathroom with you or something like that. And we don't like okay. I said, we don't have any family members where that's a thing right now. Mm -hmm. But as we meet new friends and increase our social circle, I mean, you just don't always know. And so and just going through life. So teaching him body autonomy and that like, look, when somebody says no, you know, you need to learn to respect that and and not do what they're asking you to do, even if it's he's just giving somebody else a hug or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so that's just teaching him the principles of of um, of things that are, are rooted in, in the liberty idea and the liberty sphere, as, you know, acting out day to day. And I would say the other thing would be this is not really a principle so much. It's just a lifestyle that I'm trying to teach him um, to be generous. Um, and to be giving of his things um, and that um, they have value. So teaching him how to save his money to purchase things and, and, and get a context of value. But he's, he's growing up to, 
you know, I'm trying to model for him um, loving people who are not like us, um, having, you know, two moms, two dads, like you said, non-traditional families and stuff and, and people without kids and, and all that stuff. Um, and people who don't look like us with our same skin color and, you know, where they're from or whatever. But also when we see people that need help to, to see about whether or not we can help them mm -hmm. and to try to do that. So those are the, those are the two big things. It's really body autonomy and generosity. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Melissa, what about you? I know. So when Casey said the thing about that uh, and you said the no means no, I know we've talked in some previous episodes about you teaching your kids how to respect each other's boundaries, right? Uh, which right, comes from just having three very active children in the house, right? So what's the libertarian <laughs> thing that's living in your house right now? Yeah don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Those yeah. are still two very, very simple concepts we're working on. <laughs> they are, what are they? Six, eight, and 11. So yeah. they sure hurt that's each other good. and they take each other's crap. Yeah, so all the time. Yeah. Still working would be, on that. Yeah. I'm told repetition helps, right? I'm told that repetition helps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in our family too, Holly loves taxation is theft, but more than anything, we're looking at right now, we're working on um, seeking to understand rather than being understood. So spending time recognizing mm. other people's liberty as well, right? Just mm. because they don't believe the same thing you believe doesn't mean they don't have the right to believe that thing. And no. you don't have to evangelize everything you believe to other people. And you don't have to stop liking them because they're not in the same boat that you're in, right? And so yeah. we've been talking a lot about that. So it, there's a piece of that inclusivity side where it's, I know she doesn't seem to have the same values as you, but that doesn't mean that her values are any less valid than yours are. So that's been a big thing on our house. Well, listen, thank you, Casey. Thank you, Jason, for being here. What a great Father's Day special. We appreciate yeah. you. And uh, we're, we're grateful to having you guys as part of our Parenting Porcupines community. So thanks. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, always, always honored to be included in your in your video. So, yeah, we'll share it with everybody, man. Expand it out. The Libertarian <laughs> Moms can be found all over Facebook. We can be found on Twitter, as a matter of fact, at Libertarian Moms, and also our website. It's ParentingPorcupines.com. Thanks for supporting the show. We'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody.